hello martinez stuff it's not been a good uh, month for us it's not especially in the last couple of weeks uh, like every match we see like the team's performances seem to go downhill 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 and let's just hope as we head into the last match of la liga before the world cup that we can find our form back uh, for this game against cardiff and so yeah let's get right into it and we're back we're live guys and not a lot of happy faces so the team has been going through a rough patch our own uh, panel has been going through some shit as well uh, farooq has had a really stressful day uh, doris uh, almost pulled her shoulder on her right back to a house so <laughs> not almost i did <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so we could see the frustration yesterday farooq uh, on your uh, call yesterday after the game uh, so today have you calmed things down or has things still stayed uh, the same no nah, man actually you know that was the that was actually you know the build up to the to the whole stressful day right so like uh, you know we did it and uh, i think the game was 11 so like the post match was around 1 am for me so like you know i was 1 am to and i was still like you know in the lab and so i just went home like around 4 am and something like that i slept so little you know so i was so frustrated like since yesterday and the stress you know just piled up and then today came and it was just more shit on shit you know and like there was a solid foundation for the shit to stick so it was just really garbage actually yeah so the match yesterday was just you know the beginning of everything but hopefully tomorrow or rather the day after tomorrow i get to ease my stress in the game against cadiz enjoy the boys have a walk in the park hopefully and then i can return back to my normal self it is real madrid like we have no walks in the park but yeah hopefully like we get all three points at least and uh, well doris uh, you mentioned like uh, yesterday's game was probably the worst real madrid game you've seen this season and uh, why do you think uh, that is um yeah definitely i think we can all agree with that like uh, the the team played horribly and i'm i'm la- i'm the last person you know to like really like criticize our players but that game was you know absolute trash for our players and uh, before we started we mentioned uh, a couple players that are you know just not up to the task right now so- something is happening there and it feels like uh, from the el clasico something changed in the team like uh, something happened to the mentality and the like our whole playstyle uh in general especially now that we miss Benzema we can really feel it you know the last time he came on he came on for like 20 minutes 15 minutes which wasn't much and we really starting to show that uh we we really need that leader up there you know because from last night we saw how un- unorganized everyone was and uh especially our attack and i won't even mention our midfield last night but i will mention our defense like uh we know that is not our strong point in general uh the, we're not known for our you know crazy 
defense in the last uh, few seasons. Um, but yeah, like a couple players I would mention is Alaba. Like this season, he started really poorly, and I I wish he will you know uh, get better especially now with the world cup coming up you know i feel like uh, he's maybe expecting it too too much to be called up and he is you know and he's just you know we thought that maybe introducing rudiger into the game into our uh, team that maybe some other players in our defense would feel that you know that little push they need to give uh, to really show that they deserve to be in this team you know and it feels like some players are getting complacent, you know. And uh, for complacency, I would, you know, also mention Fela Mendy. And uh, I don't know, like a lot of, I, I feel like he's really pr- protected in our, uh, in our, you know, fan base. And uh, he's really one of those players that you cannot criticize for some reason, because as soon as you do, people start mentioning how good he is in defense. I don't care about that. That's not the only thing you have to do. Like, look at Danny. You don't have to, you know, say he's good at this, he's good at that. He's good at his job. He's good at being a right back, you know? Like, he has problem with injuries. He has, you know, he has, you know, bad games. Everyone has bad games. But for Mendy, it feels like, a good game for him is where Vinny does everything and he's just there to, you know, uh, fill the the space that Vinny leaves, you know. You, you, you don't feel like any attacking threat for our, from our whole defense, except, you know, when Rudy runs up or uh, Militao or sometimes Alaba. But when you see Alaba running up, Sometimes that happens only when our team is losing or when we need to, you know, push harder. And uh, he's been close a few times to scoring. But our team was left in the defense when he does that, you know, and when he did that, which uh, turns to be a whole other problem in our defense. Our players going up when they don't need to and not going up when they do, you know. So, can I ask? Yeah. So actually, you spoke about Mendy, and I mean, I'm all for that, and what is and what is not. Well, right now, the thing is, there's like, who would you play then? This is my question to you. Okay. No, no, that that is a complacency. He doesn't have anyone else that can fill that spot except Alaba, which is. We know that you know, uh, even if Mendy has a competition, in my opinion, I think this is what Mendy does. Mendy is not someone who is, as you rightly pointed out, he's not a Carvajal who is going to go and, you know, give you a perfect cross or, like, you know, beat the man and, you know, deliver a delicious ball that just needs a single touch and it's a hole. Do you understand? This is not what Mendy does. I mean, this, I think that's not the kind of fullback Mendy is. This is not, I don't know, can he develop into that? To be honest, I think last, yes, yeah, last night, Javier was saying, like, Mendy is 27, 28. It's not like he's a kid who is developing into, you know, uh, a, a superstar exactly. or something. No, this is the person who he is. Is this a shortcoming that you are thinking right now that, okay, we can no longer afford such a player in this team because we have carried him for so long, as you said, like he is defended, only defended, without giving you any output. But the question I pose to you now is that, who do you play instead of him? Or rather, how do you battle this situation? Okay, um, so there are 
people on the sub they are mentioning crazy players to come back and stuff like that i don't agree with that you know but i don't think the question is like right now who would i play right now because right now there is no one else that can fill his spot like he is a left back something that others are not you know and uh, that means a lot you know in, in the team when you know your position you know but um even if we don't have someone to uh, change him for now, it, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do something about it. And I agree that is his play style, but it does hurt the team at some points because Vinicius is marked with like multiple players at all times. So we need a player that can work with that. And Mendy doesn't seem like he can work with that. He is a great defender. That is we can all agree with that like he does have some like bombs and all that you know but every player does Danny has it too you know he sometimes makes a mistake you know but I don't know if I'm you know willing to exchange that forever for him just being a good defender you know because uh, it's it's not fair on Vinicius I don't think he can even like uh uh produce as much as he could maybe if there was someone that could you know be like at least this much better in attack because I don't think the only problem is just attack with Mendy sometimes he has a problem controlling a ball which you would expect from a like a early 20 year old not from a 27 28 year old like I feel like sometimes that is unacceptable the the balls that he leaves you know and sometimes he doesn't even run for those balls just ah it's too far and that's it no you wouldn't see other players do that not everyone but you know and I think like uh, he has a lot of I'm not saying that he's a bad player or that that he should be dropped or anything I'm just pointing out some things that that are in our team you know exactly Uh, I think I I mean Mendy is a really polarizing figure. Like we have a lot of uh, comments in the chat saying, uh, "Hey, Sonete, Tinova, uh, they all say, uh, well, Nacho could do the job because he is an out-and-out defender and uh, he is pretty good at passing, at least uh, better than Mendy uh, in many respects. Uh, however, like he is not the person to you know bomb forward. Uh, but I feel like uh, in yesterday's game against uh, Cadiz, uh, Fran Garcia was basically putting forward his resume to us, saying, "Hey, guys." Look at me. I, I can do this stuff like way better than the players you have. Come and pick me up. Uh, so maybe he's oh. someone to go for uh, in the winter transfer window if we have to go deep into the Champions League. Uh, he is that person off the bench. Even if he can't replace Mendy immediately, like uh, if we play Fran Garcia, there won't be a drop off defensively or offensively. Offensively, like uh, Vinny will appreciate having Fran Garcia forward. And Tino also mentions uh, he's turning up the quality to HD because of Doris. So seems like Doris, we have some fans <laughs> down in the comments. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, it is okay. what it is, yeah. Mm. I did uh, try to mention that, uh, you know, Farouk is also worth seeing in HD, but, you know, Tino was not having it. He's going to watch me in HD, man. I want to pay to watch myself in HD as well, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, did you guys uh, take a look at any of the Ancelotti quotes? So, he didn't mention that uh, along with the fitness levels that were dropping because of, uh, you know, the diff- a lot of games happening towards the end of uh, this first half, 
uh, he could have played the tactics better yesterday saying we could have uh, did through like a, a lot of long balls instead of playing straight to play play short passes <clears throat> uh but the point is like uh, he could also have no answer for the players uh, performance is saying hey like if you can't make like five yard passes uh, from the midfield like what's the point of playing like uh, through balls that no player can get to so, and he did uh, defend vinny as well so a lot of play, uh, people were uh, criticizing him as well saying oh uh, vinny has to like he bought too much into the referee and into the game uh, he just needs to keep a score and uh, keep his mind so a lot of uh, finger pointing at different players but ancelotti defended all of those uh, as he usually does so uh, going forward uh, in la liga like do you think we need a shift in tactics when we face uh, teams of higher intensity or are you happy with uh, how things are oh uh, so that's the thing like uh, right now, to be honest like it's not just about the tactics these days to be honest like since as you guys pointed out since the classical game the players have dropped off the level of the performances from this players have dropped you understand so now this is not just no matter how good your tactics is you know you need these players to eventually implement this plan okay so that's the thing right now like uh yesterday we were you know discussing about the fact that these players are saving themselves from the for the world cup or what is or what is not so that's the thing we can just only hope that that's the case like they're saving themselves for the world cup and after the world cup they will be back to their very sharpest press, you understand? Because the point is, I know, like, the games are more contested this year. But who are we kidding here? Like, whether you like it or not, if you want to compete for the very highest trophies, you have to play shit tons of games. This is not a new thing. This is something we have known for ages. I mean, he's not just realizing this yesterday, right? They didn't just come on, I don't know, uh, on Sunday and tell him, you, Carlo, you're going to play on Monday. No. He's known this since, I think, August or July, something like since when the fixtures were released. So he's known this. Obviously, you can't, you know, give into account for injuries and what is and what is not and freshness and like thereof. But he's known this. And uh, for me, actually, to be honest, like, it's going to seem like, you know, you're going against Ancelo, uh, Carlo Ancelotti. But it's not so. It's that yesterday's game was on the players. The past three, four games have been on the players. They have not shown up. I mean, to be honest, they have not shown up at all. So it doesn't really matter, like, how good your tactics is or like thereof. I mean... About the Carlo Ancelotti thing, it's a whole different thing. Like, do I think Carlo Ancelotti is the person to lead this team forward? No. Uh, is the game always very interesting to watch? No. But the point is, the man knows how to get the shit done. The man knows how to win. You understand? So this is the thing. That's the thing there. Like, he's shown that if the players are willing to play, he can lead them to the promised land. But right now, these guys are not willing to play. And no one can just come and give me the BS of, uh, no, we are playing. They're reserving themselves for the World Cup. And no. No. I mean, go and see Gabriel Jesus at Arsenal, Martinelli at Arsenal. These are guys who played themselves into the World Cup squad because they were playing so good for the past one, two months that it's impossible to drop them. It's impossible to drop them. That's the thing, like, you know, but I don't know, like, you come in, for example, you look like someone like Rodrigo. You'd expect that Rodrigo will, you know, be trying to push as much as possible to push himself into the starting lineup ahead of Rafinha or Richarlison for Brazil. But if someone is saying, oh, he's just, you know, relaxing himself for the World Cup to go and sit at the bench for the whole tournament. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing, like, you know, it's, I mean, I can, I can understand, you know, like, when you see elder statesman like Luka Modric, to resolve his energy, fine and good. I can under, totally understand that because the point is age is not on his side. So, like, he has physical deterioration whether he likes it or not. But then when you talk to me like someone like Vini, when you talk to someone like, you know, Rodrigo, even to an extent, like, you know, Fede Valverde, like, I wouldn't say he actually, uh, He's uh, reduced his application. No, 
He's actually still running around, but now the point is he's running around like a headless chicken. Just think of Arturo Vidal in, in the games against us. He's just always everywhere, running and running, but there is no application. Moved on is equals to zero. Just going and coming, going and coming, going and coming without any output there. So I think rather than the tactics, you know, like we should just, you know, focus on getting the players back for them to understand that, okay, I mean, there is Lewandowski somewhere who has decided that he's going to keep scoring till the end of time. You know, so that's, that's, that's the thing we need to understand this because the point is this Barcelona-led Lewandowski is different from what we know. Whatever the case is going to be, this man is going to keep scoring and keep putting them out of the rabbit hole. That's just the thing. So we need to know that we are, we have people on our heels this year. Because that year it was just easy running. But for this year, it's going to be much more tighter than that. And these people need to realize that. Absolutely. Uh, as of now, uh, I think Barcelona kick off their game against Osasuna later in the day today. And we can never expect them to drop any points in La Liga for this season, especially. Like, like you said, uh, Lewandowski is just on another level. Like Even if they have a really bad game or are overplayed, we can he can I mean we can always depend on him to get a last minute streamer or uh, get an equalizer at least. Uh, we just don't have that in this team anymore. Uh, that's been the problem. Like you said, a lot of players are complacent, uh, both in their uh, national teams as well. Because uh, Vinny knows he has his place locked down. He doesn't need to do a lot, and so he can afford to rest himself. But uh, not saying that he has been worked his ass off in the last few games, but. It is what it is. Um, so, Doris, um, we have had injury issues, uh, but uh, the last month, like uh, the highlight has been like Benz has been missing for most of it. He has he did turn up for El Clasico, but uh, after that, uh, he did start the odd game, but he has uh, gone missing again. Like, uh, how much of an impact has that been to the whole team? Uh, is missing pens like uh, an excuse for the whole team to play like I mean, the impact is obvious, you know. You have to be blind to not see the impact of uh, Karim not being in the team. But, of course, I, I don't think that it's on him that we played uh, like this. Because maybe if we, you know, um, faced, you know, like really hard teams, then you could say... You know, like we we really missed our uh, captain. You know, our our best player in the team. But lately, the kinds of games we had, like we should be, uh, we should be like completely dominant in these games. Like especially last night. And I mean, Rayo uh, beat like all the best teams in La Liga this season, which is like really like good for them. And and they played a fantastic game last night. Like, no one can take the away from them, you know. They just caught us on a really bad night because, you know, but Madrid lately is the kind of uh, team that, you know, uh, we suffer a lot. But at some point, we, you know, we turn it around and the game is ours, you know. And even we are complacent with, with winning as fans, you know. We are, we are so used to it that... It's, we cannot even imagine like what is in their heads right now, like what is happening in the team, because we're used to like everything being, you know, nice and all, not always and through the years, but you know, lately. And uh, we started this season, you know, with winning a trophy, and then you know we won the trophy with winning against uh, Barca, 
And after that, you know, something happened. I mean, Benzema happened. His injury happened. But we had a few games where we, you know, we were really good. But then, again, some teams, we just, you know, even when even when we win, I don't feel like, you know, we won, you know. This was a brilliant game from us, you know. We always have, like, a really scrappy win. And uh, on, th- on Thursday, I don't think it's going to be much different you know i think it's gonna be a really scrappy game like really scrappy game especially because we're playing Cadiz. you know the like this season the last season just from looking at their matches there's like a red card red card red card red they have so many red cards either them or the other team like someone has a red card you know so i am expecting vini to be probably really angry the entire game which could you know play into the same situation that happened last night you know which we don't want to see him frustrated that much even though most of the most of the time it's for a good reason you know but um you know missing someone like Karim you know that will you know slap Pedri on the (laughs) with the backhand when uh (laughs) when he does something you know and also Casemiro, like it really feels like we don't have that, you know. Uh, like you go over there, you go over there. You know, we need a real leader, because yelling in the box, it's not the same as being a leader. And that's uh, what happens with a lot of defenders. Like the biggest thing with Karim that we're missing, I don't think is like uh, like him actually on the pitch. It's him. Uh, his presence and what other players know what to do because you know he you know what he wants so that's what I want but when he's not there you don't know what Vinny wants he's one second is here one second is there you know he's not playing off anyone when he's the kind of player that in the last two seasons he kind of like got this thing when where uh, he already knows what he's gonna do before he does it you know and when you don't have a player to play it off, you know, with uh, except Rodrigo, which is the player, the kind of player that's doing the same thing with Vinny, but not they are both doing the same thing to each other, but not but not Benzema, you know. And that's the biggest thing that's missing in the attack. But the biggest thing in our team is our leader. No one can fill that role. Like we have Modric, we have. Uh, Carvajal, we could Bro. like, yeah, but none of them, except maybe Dani, are like really, you know, like stop doing this, stop doing that. And maybe even Dani lately is not doing that because, you know, he had a few bad games, so he's kind of keeping it quiet, if you see during the game. But uh, yeah, Karim, uh, the only thing I want from him, at least like be on the bench if you're injured just yell at someone just like tell Vinny to go fuck you know just like you we need that voice in there you know that's the that's the biggest thing we need well yeah it is a difficult moment uh, to be a martyrist uh, seeing all of these players performing like this having seen because in the past few years we've been spoiled with so many great leaders in the dressing room and it's just like uh, this season uh, Alaba was really stepped up last season as well, but we haven't seen that side of him yet. Maybe, but uh, since the World Cup is moving coming up, like it's probably a good moment for all the players to you know 
soak it up and you know get their mental space right uh, but talking about uh, the game against cardis uh, we are again uh, probably going to be missing benzema and uh, it like some news reports are also saying rudiger is also going to be out so we have had a defensive wars uh, and uh, especially with the full backs carvajal has been shipping like the really easy runs behind him uh, mendy has been uncharacteristically bad on defense as well like if he's not there to defend like what's the point of having mendy like we might as well play nacho there uh, but yeah cardiz is a really tricky game because last season we drew both of the fixtures against them 1-1 and 0-0 and it's like uh, they have a really good uh, twitter account okay especially uh, the indian fan page account so they are keeping on taunting real madrid they've been looking forward to this game because uh, they have had uh, really good results against us recently even though they are uh, rock almost rock bottom at 19th place they are looking forward to this game faruk uh, uh, do you think there is cause for worry uh, and do you think their taunting is warranted i mean uh... that's the thing right now like you know cardis goes into this game which a format's very similar to ours you know we have uh, two losses in five games they have one loss in, in the last five games you know we have two victories they have one victory in the last five games so i mean arguably we are on the same form you know on the back of you know them recognizing that you know if you give a go at our place because you know one thing we've always been complaining about is the fact that we play against teams who put 11 men behind the ball you know so cardis will be like okay we're going to the bernabeu we have nothing to lose and these guys are playing you know with handbrakes on like they all want to go to the world cup in perfect physical condition you know they don't want to get injured and stuff like that so let's give a go let's give a run you know let's give it a run for our money because already the point is we have nothing to lose i think we're 18th or 19th in the league i'm not sure what it is but we have nothing to lose right let's just give it a go like and seeing although obviously rayo is a different beast compared to cardis but like you know watching what rayo have done yesterday you know rayo were hands down i mean even scoring two goals in that game flattered real madrid a lot you know so rayo were hands down the better team so cadiz will be like why not you know this is a chance to snatch a point and i mean they haven't even not mistaken they haven't lost against us in the last two games as well at the bernabeu they had two draws something like this so i mean they will be they will feel confident i for sure they will feel confident and i mean yeah that's the thing man you know you sign the mind game mind games early in the tonti and all that yeah well yeah the, like doris mentioned uh, they have had a lot of red cards this season as well like so they are a team who really know to rile the opposition up and especially with the strikers like lucas perez and tani lozano uh, they have uh, hadn't uh, they don't have a, like a lot of form going forward like they're not scoring that many goals but uh, they are frustrating teams they are frustrating the opponents defense at least by nipping at them and you know putting pressure on the teams uh we have uh, but uh, speaking about the defense uh, we have uh, one of our own players again uh, like playing for them victor chust uh, doris have you had a moment to you know observe him like uh, he was really bad last season but he has clawed himself uh, into the starting lineup this season and you know uh, do you think we're going to struggle against them uh, goal uh, with uh, especially in our opposition like uh, attacking wise So yeah um attacking wise i don't think like the the biggest problem for us is their attack like i i don't think uh, anyone thinks that the, their attack is like our biggest problem on thursday it will definitely uh, be them parking the bus probably and that's that that is how they got th- those two draws last year 
it was also like those two games were like really scrappy from what what i remember and especially you know when you have 11 players just on one side of the pitch it's it's difficult you know and when you don't have benzema it's even more difficult when you don't have your own defense it's even more difficult you know so with every uh element that we take off we're kind of like it's it's as if we're like going uh, down the league standings you know with each uh, player that we're missing or element you know to to our play style you know and with Cadiz, if they decide to play 11 players on their side uh of the pitch uh i i think uh, the game will look exactly like last year and i don't think much is gonna change it on tomorrow or mm. thursday sorry yeah well um our attack hasn't been firing without Benz, but uh, there is one player who has risen up to the occasion, even if uh, the other players finishing has gone down. So Valverde has really picked it up. Uh, not just talking about Valverde, though. Uh, Asensio has been really good creatively as well. He, has, he was the player who had created the most chances yesterday against the game against uh, Rayo. And he was really good again in the game against Celtic as well. Uh, so uh, do you see like all of our goals coming from either Asensio or Valverde because we can't seem to be depending on uh, Vinny or Rodrigo to, you know, score those uh, easy chances anymore. Uh, for... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, Asensio is the person, you know, who looks like the, you know, it's it's quite interesting that, you know, we will be speaking of Asensio in such sense that he looks like he is the savior right now. He looks like he's the one who's going to come and save our asses. And yeah, we're due for one of those bangers, you know, from Marco Asensio as well. So, it's, it's, it's high time, to be honest, and kudos to the man, man, you know, like, I personally have bashed him as also, you know, he's here making us eat our awards, at least, I mean, that's the thing, like, this level is so low right now that, you know, whatever Asensio gives is gold, you get, so that's the thing, like, uh, well, yeah, to be honest, I'm expecting one of those bangers from him sometime soon, yeah, I, I do believe that, you know, and I'm very sure it's going to be similar against Cadiz, like, it's going to be 11 men behind the ball, I would be surprised if we do anything otherwise, but Azor is rightly pointed, so yeah, man, it's gonna be so difficult. And if we keep, you know, misplacing five yard passes and what is and what is not, so we would need one of those bangers to actually, you know, uh, bail us out one of these days. Hmm. Speaking about uh, needing to take our chances, uh, do you think like uh, we can go for a much more attacking lineup this uh, this game, especially because uh, Carvajal didn't have a good game last uh, night and. Uh, he, he just looked gassed out in on many occasions. Uh, Mendy looks like he needs a rest as well. So, do you think uh, in defense, uh, like uh, Lucas Vasquez coming on, uh, or maybe even Alaba starting at left back is the way to go for this game, Doris? Yeah, uh, it's a difficult question, you know, because we know what we're missing from Mendy in our attack, and when you're playing, you know that many players in the defense, I think we are going to have some problems there. And I don't know what to do. I'm not Ancelotti. And to be honest, like I don't think anyone knows at this point what to do with Mendy. And I don't think it's like like completely his fault. I mean, he he's a player like 
anyone else. It's not like he's been playing any different than what he, uh, he has been playing, you know, maybe better or worse, but the same style he's been playing, you know, for a while now. And uh, if we want a change there, we need a different player and not just try to change Mendy, you know, because as Farouk pointed out, before he he's not a young player like he he's not a kid that will learn things like he is he should be in his prime and if this is his prime i'm scared man <laughs> <laughs> i'm really afraid like uh but yeah uh the what i've always asked myself what would have happened if danny was our left back and not our right back how would our uh attack on our left side look then because we could like think oh it would have been so much better because he's good in offense and defense but how would actually vinicius play off that can he because when you look at it mendy rarely crosses the ball i mean he does is usually a scuffed pass or a cross or it goes for a corner like it's not his fault i'm not saying like he's doing a purpose or anything but yeah it 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 happens he likes to play uh the ball either to to Winnie or to Modric or you know making a little triangle that's like the mostly what he does and when you have uh games like Cadiz where everyone is in defense when you have a game like against Rayo where you're all, all over the place when you have games where you're, you're completely in the offense like you never know what you're gonna get from other players but you always know what you will get from Ferland because it's always the same with him, you know, no matter who he plays. And, uh, you know, I don't want to criticize him too much. It sounds like he's the worst player on our team from the conversation right now. I'm not saying that like at all. But yeah, uh, our current situation is that we don't have a good backup for him because even though Alaba played as a left back he is a center back now and he has the the mentality of a center back but sometimes the center back that is also let a left back that will go forward that will you know and it's all over the place like none of our lines except maybe the midfield have a real structure you stay there you go there you you know and that's sometimes a, a good thing you know with players like Vini and Rod Rodrigo and Valverde they are kind of like chaotic players you know but what i don't want is uh you know chaos in uh, my box <laughs> and uh <laughs> so yeah i think the only solution for that is to get a new player not to replace mendy but to at least give him you know some something to fight for you know well um Good point. Uh, we do seem to have a lot of defenders, though, like uh, especially in the centre back position, but not really any kind of serious backup for Mendy or for Carvajal. Um, but Farouk, uh, it is not just about the defending, right? Like uh, we seem to get into a lot of trouble on our own, of our own making, uh, because we have been giving the ball away, especially Carvajal. Uh, Militao has been giving the ball away like crazy now. And uh, do you think? Uh, that is going to be causing us problems this game uh, because Cardis they don't really pressure that much uh, high up the pitch so Militao should be able to spray those passes in but uh, if we do give away those chances like uh, who do you see protecting us on the counter attack 
Uh, so, you know, like they've been called, you know, to bench Alaba and start through again with Tao together. I think maybe this might be the game to try that, although I still believe that it's going to be so much chaos. But I think at this point, the point is, you know, we might need that chaos right now. You know, like we might need that chaos, you know, to just kind of, uh, how can I say, like, it's so dull at this moment that, you know, any kind of uh, disturbance is going to be a good disturbance. It's going to be a wake-up call. So, like, I mean, that chaos wouldn't be a bad thing, in my opinion. So maybe, yeah, it might be time to, you know, I don't know if Tony Rudiger eventually will overcome his injury and be able to, uh, you know, make the squad for this game. But yeah, it's, 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 it will be great, you know, to, 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 to get a change for that. So I think, you know, maybe Nacho as well. I mean, Nacho also, you know, props to Nacho. So I think maybe a Nacho Rudiger combination or a Nacho Militao combination, you know, could be the way to go for. Because we just, we just need to refresh the things, you know. And to be honest, like, I would personally also drop Dan Carvajal. I personally would drop Dan Carvajal for Lucas Vasquez. I know, like it's 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 not you know the best uh, it's not the best replacement you know like for look uh, for Dan Carval, but I mean Lucas Vasquez also you know gives that attacking impetus as well. He also you know gives that you know crossing and well, obviously like sometimes his crossing are really bad, but you know he always gives that you know uh, different aspect as well because he was once a winger as well, so that attacking sense is always there as well. So I will try that as well to be honest. I, that's that's also something I would uh, I will look towards. But for the center back pair, and I, I think I will I will go with uh, Militao and Nacho Militao and good point guys like uh, we won't know what uh, Ancelotti has in mind but uh, we have certainly expressed our uh, desire in who to start for the next game uh, however like uh, let's look at the midfield uh, Doris you mentioned like uh, we don't seem to have any sort of leadership uh, in the midfield at least especially if uh, Modric has a bad game like nobody is there to pick up the pieces mm-hmm. but uh, our big boy is back uh, Tony Cruz is back for this game uh, so, who else uh, do you think is going to start in the game? I know it's a tough question, actually, because maybe he, he didn't have a good game last night. Like, I wouldn't really call that a good game from him. But I don't think uh, Ancelotti is going to drop him for that. We still need him, even the, even the way he is now, you know? But... Uh, I'm pretty sure he will play Todi. I'm just not sure if he will play Lokan. And uh, maybe what we need is right now is some stability. You know, with you know, play with what you know. And that is both to- Tony and uh, I was gonna say, Cruz. <laughs> both Tony and Luca are in the midfield. Uh, I I think you you know that is our most stable midfield. And uh, you know the a, a system that we're used to playing, even if we don't have Kase in the middle, it's still you know Modric and Tony know what they're doing, and Tony uh, accepted a role in this uh, team, a different role uh, than what he used to play, and we do need him, especially when Chouameni is having uh, the kind of game he had last night, and I think you know. When Kamavinga came on, it was actually like much better from our team, and the team started to play better. So maybe Kamavinga gets to start, even though I wouldn't start him as a defensive midfielder in place of John Manny. Um So yeah, I I hope that the lineup is uh, Tony, John Manny, and Luca. But things can always change uh it will 
probably knowing Ancelotti be Tony uh, to many that will switch for Kamavinga and then uh, 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 Modric. But we've seen Asensio play like really good games lately. So we can probably, you know, f- forget Valverde playing on the wing for now, at least. You know, Asensio is playing really good and he's playing his role good. Sometimes he goes where he's not supposed to, but that's a different thing. He had like a like really nice game, like uh, last couple of games. So that is also uh, a thing that we have to mention that Valverde then doesn't have a place on this team, which is impossible that he doesn't have a place on this team, you know. So we're either stable or we're unstable watching it, you know. That's pretty much it. Something is not stable, <laughs> always. <laughs> Choose well, chaos uh, all, all the hmm. time. Yeah, choosing chaos is the way to go. Um, well, Faru, do you agree with those uh, statements uh, saying we should probably give Valverde a rest for this game, saying we need to respect... Uh, because uh, I don't see where the goals will come from, apart from Valverde and Asensio, you know? Like, we don't have like those sort of quality finishes if we don't have them, so... Who would you drop for the midfield for this game? I totally agree with you. Totally, totally. Because the point is this, like, uh, I also, I, I think actually, you know, like, if we're going to play, but I don't know, that's the question, who do you drop for who? But I actually think if we're going to play, you know, uh, Chouamenic, uh, what's it called, Modric and Cross together with uh, Valverde, I think Valverde is more effective in such a lineup, in my opinion, as compared to him playing uh, in the, you know, I think if he's going to play with uh, Tony Cross and uh, Modric as well, he's going to be effective. But, you know, him playing with Kamavinga and Chouameni together or, like, with Kamavinga and Cruz uh, and, you know, and uh, and uh, Chouameni in the midfield. So, it, it also reduces his effectiveness, I think. I think he playing with uh, both Modric and Cruz at the same time actually gives him a platform to shine a lot, in my opinion. Okay. So, I think, as you said, rightly, I think uh, right now, you know, the, 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 the scoring output, although I think for the past couple of games, he hasn't been in the best of forms. But, you know, that's threat of a goal that remains, you know, with Fede Varvardi in our midfield right now, which unfortunately both Modric and Kroos and Chouameni and Kamavinga do not carry. So that's the, that's, you know, that's, that uh, scoring aspect will be something that will lean me towards, you know, giving him a game. But then because we have a game at the weekend as well, if I'm not mistaken, which will be our last game before the World Cup starts. So I think it might also be, uh, as Doris said, like, you know, although it's impossible to, you know, not find a place for, uh, for Kamavinga, sorry, for Varvardi in the team right now, I think it might be a time to just give that rest and then, you know, bring him with all the energy in the 60th minute. And, you know, that's that's also something as well. You know, if the game is tightly placed at 0-0-1-1, so, like, uh, Fede coming in the 68th minute will not be a bad idea as well. Farouk should, should be an assistant or something. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> Carlos son or something. Yeah, yeah. Should give him better I- ideas for a lineup, you know. <laughs> I mean, why not that? You no one knew no one would would be on the pitch. Like everyone, just stay home. <laughs> Don't even come <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> uh, yeah, if yeah. Farouk goes, Honestly. was uh, as Lotis. Yeah, Doris has a team, uh, Jacob. <laughs> Although she doesn't play that much because of injury, so like she can just put my name forward, and I would be in Croatia right away. I mean, you know, from there. Really, <laughs> I'll find you a team. <laughs> I'll find you a team, man. <laughs> uh, 
well uh, we do have a kind of a fight in our comment section as well like with rahul the athletic fan he's returned he's been bashing us but uh, sunaid and no yeah hey rahul uh, good to have you but you know sucks to be you guys <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like uh, for this uh, game, like I believe uh, we don't actually need Chowmany to have play a really defensive role because Cruz can do the job there. He's been good defensively so far this season, and I feel like uh, him slinging those you know uh, balls to the each wing uh, will help us out a lot. And uh, having Fede as well instead of uh, Chowmany will help us in our ball progression. So. Uh, I feel like we have a lot of options there. Uh, we could either start Kamavinga or we could go with uh, just Cruz stopping Chomeni. But it is a trade-off either way. Uh, we don't know what uh, David and uh, Ancelotti are thinking, but maybe hopefully they see the light of Farouk's way and then we see a really good game. <laughs> uh, so for the attack, uh, we have three almost undroppable players right now. So Vinny... Uh, Rodrigo and Asensio. Do you see that changing, though? Um. Well, the the second Karim come comes back, what are we gonna do with our right wing? You know, because Rodrigo doesn't deserve to be dropped, and Asensio has been playing really well. You know, the way Hazard should be playing. You know, just to throw that out there. <laughs> but yeah, um, Asensio is playing really well, and you can know he is one of my favorite players. So I'm really rooting for him to keep going like this. But even last year, people were bashing on him like he is so bad. He's blah, 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 which I agree, he didn't have a great season, you know. But I want to say he had uh, the season that other play, uh, supporters are saying he had, you know. So yeah, um, I don't want Ancelotti to drop uh, Asensio, but I see it happening, you know, for Rodrigo. But on the other hand, Rodrigo, we we need to see how much uh, both of them play in the World Cup. Is Rodrigo actually gonna be played, or he is he ju just just? We don't know at this point what their actual lineup will look like. We can predict where the Brazil uh, lineup would look like. We, we can pr predict what Spain lineup will look like, but we don't know, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, if we drop Rodrigo, which he doesn't deserve, uh, As Asensio deserves to, you know, get his own uh, place. But if we do drop Asensio, he doesn't deserve to not develop into a, a player that, that that he could be you know because i i still think that he's a fantastic player even though many people will disagree with me and i accept that <laughs> maybe i'm maybe i'm just biased you know but yeah um ancelotti i don't know if if he's the reason uh asensio is playing this way i hope he is because that means uh you know he he can progress in this team with him and I hope that that's the case, but probably it's not. I I think that maybe Asensio, you know, is having one of those uh, blimps again that happens every season where he's, you know, really good. And, and you're like, 
yes ascension no and then you know just suddenly everything uh, you know falls to the water i guess uh, i mean well, the point is contract right so i mean that's that's the that's the highest motivation you can always have like you know he's playing for a contract so you know he has to be at his very best so i mean there is that as well so don't uh you know, if he, if, he, if he gets a contract renewed, so I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to being what he is. But as you're right, actually, Doris, like this is something we've seen a lot from Marco Asensio. There's always this four or five game patches for every year where he's almost unplayable or rather where he's, you know, performing very positively. And then all of a sudden he just goes into uh, his shell again. So, yeah. Well, uh, like Doris said, like, like, like... Farouk, let's assume Asensio is going to keep up this form because he's just going to keep playing for his contract. Uh, in that case, uh, let's say Vinny also comes back a bit uh, tired after the World Cup because he's going to start pretty much every game for Brazil. Uh, do you see uh, Rodrigo going back on the left wing because he has played on the right wing this so this season as a centre forward? Do you see him playing as a left winger as well for the later part of the season? Uh, just to give Vinny a rest or maybe uh, pick up... Definitely, I, I totally see that, but but I think Rodrigo, oh, sorry, Vini is going to come back from the World Cup, irrespective of what happens or what doesn't happen. He's going to play a lot for Brazil, but he's still going to come back and play for us. He's just going to slot in straight in right back because I'm sure after the World Cup, they're going to get like a one big break and then they're going to start going again. So I think uh, we're just going to see, you know, Rodrigo in there. I mean, once in maybe two months, once in three months, but I don't think, you know, uh, resting Vini is something that Carlo Ancelotti has on his mind a lot, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I totally expect to see him, you know, from game to game uh, on that in that position. So, yeah. Well, I also don't think us because I think eventually, like this team, the A team is always going to be a Fede on the right wing, Vini on the left wing, and Benzema in the middle. This is always going to be the A team, in my opinion. So the midfield is always going to be who it is right now. So they're just going to be fighting for, you know. The irrelevant games or like the impact swaps and for example situation right now where Benzema is injured you know so these are the things and to be honest like kudos to uh, Rodrigo he actually placed himself as a prime substitute substitute for Karim Benzema right now to be honest yeah he has placed himself as a prime you know not just as a right or left winger no he has placed himself as a very very good option uh, you know as a substitute of Karim Benzema so, so you know that's also something that will increase his playing time I think in my opinion as well Hmm. Like that's a good point because even Ancelotti, uh, in one of his match scores, I believe it was uh, after the Celtic game, he said, "I see Rodrigo's future as uh, more of a second striker uh, behind the forward, or even as a centre forward rather than a winger." Uh, do you concur with that, Doris? Uh, because uh, Rodrigo isn't like the fastest player out there. Like, uh, do you think he can excel more as a centre forward? Yeah. Well. I think with Rodrigo is uh, we are always comparing him to Vinicius, which is you know it's fine. You you know they're pretty much the same age, same country, same everything. You know, but uh, Rodrigo is really good at you know those tight spaces, which for a striker and someone in the box you need that. But then on the other side, uh, you have. Benzema, he is not like the most physical person in the box, right? He, but he can like hold his own. He he is like a strong player. Like he is not like the most aggressive and like like punching 
people in there but he can still hold himself there and that's the biggest thing i'm you know afraid for rodrigo he can like someone can just pick it up and just throw him you know and that wouldn't be the first time that that happened and not only to him like all of our smaller players i remember in the uh, against chelsea uh last season rudiger picked up luke and just threw him <laughs> from the pitch you know that, that was really funny but it's showing what what is happening to our players you know and uh the only thing that could happen is if Rodrigo plays as a second striker, which in this team, at this point in time, I don't see happening like the way it is in theory, you know, because this team is is anything but, you know, uh, straight to the system, you know. And uh, again, if you're going to play as second striker, uh, that means you're not playing, you know, with your wingers completely uh, or the way, you know, you are taught to play in your academy you know because when you're a winger you have your space that kind of like your 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 heat map that you need to be part of you know on that side but for Rodrigo he is the kind of player you know that runs around but his uh, physical attributes attributes are not enough uh, for him to actually like pose a real threat in the in the box as a player you know that can strike the ball and be you know decisive in uh, in some games with his uh, you know his control and stuff he does lack a lot on in his height his uh, physicality his uh, heading ability and all that so i would rather play him on the wing instead of Vinicius sometimes you know they can change both of them have shown uh, they are you know really capable wingers and uh, uh, I just hope that we don't play Rodrigo up there unless we need to and I wouldn't like the team to change to uh, a second striker uh, again you know like I like the way we are playing right now and uh, maybe it is kind of like tunnel vision for the fu future and kind of a, a simple formation probably the most simple formation you could play uh is just having one striker and two on the on the sides but constantly at least on our subreddit and other communities that uh, speak about madrid people are constantly asking who's gonna replace Benzema as if that's the way we're gonna play forever you know so there's a the thing that maybe the future will change maybe Rodrigo will get buff maybe we'll get another player that is uh, that for him you know it, it is what it is like we do have some like really skinny players it is something that it is worth mentioning and I'm sure that when uh when Florentino is talking to the scouts and Ancelotti, they are looking for someone more physical because when you look at the stature uh, and the fit of Chameni, Camavinga, Vinicius, Rodrigo, there are not many people that can hold themselves. And when players start flopping on the ground, you can really see that it is affecting the team, it is affecting the dynamic, it is affecting everything that we do, you know. So playing Rodrigo as a second striker i wouldn't do it unless we like really really need to in case like 
Vinicius is uh, not ready or like both Asensio and Vini or something is like crazy happening. But otherwise, please, uh, please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. Uh, but uh, at least for this game, we know uh, Asensio, Rodrigo and Vini are going to start and they're not really good in the air. Yeah. Well, Rodrigo, he is kind of good in the air uh, if he gets a chance, but uh, he can be bodied off the ball. Uh, so. Uh, one thing that does frustrate me, like it is not just this game. Like even if we have Benz on the pitch, I feel like we don't cross enough this season, especially uh, against minos like Cadiz and you know your Elches and stuff. I feel like uh, we don't use Carvajal's crossing ability. We don't use uh, Alaba's crossing ability as well. Uh, Valverde seems to be the only one interested in putting that ball in. Uh, for uh, do you see that as an underrated tactic, or do you not believe in crossing inshallah? Actually, so that's the thing, you know, like the point is for you to cross and inshallah, you need to have someone, you know, that you're as a focal point who you're going to cross to. But unfortunately, exactly. Karim Benzema is not that sort of striker. He's not that the person who's going to provide you that focal point for the crosses to rain into. Like, not until we reach, you know, desperate moments where we just bombard the box with players. Like, not until we reach that moment. Like, our our game doesn't revolve around, you know, because we see a lot of times where, you know, Carvajal bumps forward and like he wants to cross, but then he just has to turn back and just give a call back to someone and something like that. Like right now, our team, our play is not suited to that. I was, as you know, Doris rightly pointed out, like we have very, very small wingers. So like if we had like, you know, more physical, more uh, bulky wingers, maybe they could, you know, also go in and uh, you know, attempt headers and something like that. But I mean, Vini and Rodrigo are always going to lose almost all the, all the uh, duels, like all the aerial duels they contest. So like it's just a waste of, you know, possession to actually cross into the box. And actually the person who is lethal with his head, like Karim Benzema, doesn't, you know, over in around the box. So he was just on the edge of the box around it in the empty space and what is and what is not. So I think the crossing thing is just, uh, that's the personal we have right now. It's not the most suited, you know, to the crossing, inshallah, that is at least unless, you know, you get into a desperate mode. Mm. No, but uh, that's the thing. Like, uh, if you see Barcelona's play, like the way they break uh, these uh, teams who play park the buses, they get the ball wide. They either play a cutback, which we often do, which we try to do the same, but for them, they have Lewandowski to, you know, cross the ball. And so they have a cheat code. In it. Like we no longer have that in the team uh, with uh, Bale and CR7 leaving. So maybe our, do you guys think we can uh, have any sort of uh, winter transfer where uh, someone like that can come in? Like realistically, do we have any or, or like for targets for the winter transfer, Doris? Uh, I don't remember reading oh, about sorry. anything. Uh, well, people are talking constantly, you know, uh, what they want to do. And none of those, uh, you know, predictions ever really come, come true. Like, so I uh, said that <laughs> we're going to get Holland and I'm all for that. But, uh, you know, it's not going to happen this winter. I doubt that it will ever happen, but... Tonight, I believe in you and your word, <laughs> but until then, uh, and even like this winter, I think it's all going to be on the World Cup. All scouts are going to look at it. Everyone is going to be, you know, basically with their binoculars on uh, other players, especially the players, you know, that showed up for, for the clubs and, and are playing well in the World Cup. Um, I think they're going to be on the top of the list because I don't think... Uh, we're necessarily going for a star player this uh, winter. I really hope uh, 
you know, we don't just like buy a striker and that's it. Because, you know, we've been trying to do that for a while now. And I just wish that it doesn't happen, you know, like on on a women, like out of nowhere. So I trust Florentino completely what he, what he wants to do in the winter. But I don't think much will happen. Maybe we get one player, but I don't think much will happen. At the end of the season, of course, but I don't think that this transfer window Florentino is going to do much. Mm. At, that, at least that's my prediction for it. Not, not you know, like uh, any knowledge or knowledge-based <laughs> comment. Yeah, like uh, we can never bench Benzema when he is fit. Uh, so it could uh, well be another Jovic situation if we bring another striker in. But I feel like uh, we definitely need to go for a fullback at least. Uh, we like, do you guys even remember if Artiazol is on the squad? Uh, Farouk, uh, I see him in training every every now and then, but nothing from him. Like, uh, do you think he can be a backup for Carvajal? That's the thing, you know, like, I actually just see, like, as, you know, actually, I also, you know, mentioned earlier, like, I would start with Lucas Vasquez in this game. But that's the thing, you know, even we as the fans, we're oblivious to the fact that this exists, you know. I actually just wonder, like, you know, what kind of, uh, what does he do in training? Okay? I always just wonder, like, how bad was he in training that, you know, a winger is starting ahead of him, you know, as a fullback? You know, that's the thing. Like, I really, really wonder what, you know, he does. So, I just think it's gone for him similar with Eden Hazard, man. I think they're just part of the team, you know, part of the Kamazarian, like, you know, to form the, 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 the I don't know, the brotherhood, I would say, you know, the, 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 to form the, you know, the bond and what is and what is not. But I don't realistically see him, you know, as part of the, I don't know, part of the eventual, you know, long run. Like, uh, but obviously, you know, here and there, he's like, for example, if you could recall last year when Jesus Vallejo came in for a couple of games, you know. So I think he's also going to be handy across down the stretch, but not as an integral part of the team, actually. I think Lucas Vasquez is way ahead of him right now, so that actually says a lot about him as a player as well. Good point. Uh, well, before we head into our predictions, like uh, I just want to talk, uh, take a moment to talk about the state of La Liga because there seems to be a gulf in class between the top two teams. Uh, so it is a 10 point, almost a 10-point difference between Atletico and us. And beyond that... Uh, uh, Betis were, were doing well, Sociedad were doing well, but they have dropped off. And we see that normally at this point of the season at the halfway point uh, because they really are teams who start well, but they drop off because of a lack of depth. And uh, Sevilla as well, like last season, they were really good. This season, we thought they were having a resurgence, but uh, right now they're 17th, Doris. I mean, what is going on in La Liga? I have no idea. I mean, uh, I've been reading some you know comments from uh Sevilla supporters and most of them you, you know you have to uh, consider that they lost their backline that's like that is a big loss and they lost a really good player like they really depended on the Kunde you know and I wouldn't say that their attack is bad because it isn't I wouldn't say that it's bad he did they they scored how many They've scored 20 goals. Like, that's not amazing. It's not bad, you know. But their defense is not, you know, like, really lacking. And uh, I just think, like, they will get through this uh, season. They probably won't reach Europe, which uh, is good for some other teams, you know. Osasuna is uh, showing that they, you know, can get back out there. And, uh, you know, uh, Sociedad is... uh, 
constantly on that sixth seventh place which i would like for them to you know like show a bit more you know just to show like in in europe in general you know because with sevilla being you know in 17th place it does say a lot about la liga right now i mean atletico got beaten by rayo like uh, nine days ago rayo beat sevilla barcelona madrid atletico like the like a lot of teams you know but if you had i don't know west ham doing the same thing in the premier league everyone will be talking like whoa what a team you know like we should be you know uh, applauding some some of these teams uh, for how well they've been playing maybe not sevilla but there are other teams that have been playing like really really well you know especially if, uh, you know coming from really from uh uh sorry i can't even pronounce that yeah but uh yeah like there are teams in, you know like in 10th place you know from the second league and then you have Sevilla at the uh, 17th you know so i don't think you know we, we we can really like scrutinize Sevilla for this but i will applaud other teams for doing so well this season but if you look at it you know like in comparison to 30 points and having you know around like 20 points it's it's not the same but if you you know ex exclude uh, the top two as it's always the same in la liga the other you know teams are actually doing really well for for example bilbao is being better right now than atletico and i hope it stays that way like we need other teams that are showing like real promise that they're real teams like we can really do this and then you have atletico that you know complacency that that's exactly it they are used to being in europe they are used to being in champions league like you are not even fixing your own problems because you're used to it you know and uh, that is also a problem that is in real you know but if you look at uh, our uh, league standings i'm more than happy with what it looks like yeah a lot of uh, minos punching about their weight like i said osasuna rayo doing really well uh, however, like I, what I want to see is uh, some strong contender, like along with Barcelona and Real Madrid. Like Barcelona are not doing great in Europe as well, but at least next season we hope someone can take up uh, the mantle that uh, Atletico used to do, and you know perform really good in Europe. Uh, who do you see that to be, uh, Faru, going forward next season? So difficult, man. So so difficult. To be honest, I, I mean, it's it's a shame, like, you know, like that all the, as you guys rightly point out, you know, with Sevilla and the departures of their players and the coach eventually, you know, I find it so difficult, you know, like you look at last season, you know, we had Unai Emery with, uh, with uh, Villarreal almost knocking Liverpool out in the semifinals of the Champions League as well. So, you know, that's, 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 that's a huge thing. But now Emery's back at Aston Villa, you know, like Aston Villa is, I don't know, man, like Aston Villa is at best a mid-table team, you know, uh, or Villarreal is a team that will constantly compete for, you know, European competitions and European places. So it just tells you that, you know, what we need to know about the state of affairs in La Liga right now. Like the players, even Diego Carlos left Sevilla with the Champions League to go to uh, Aston Villa, like before he got the unfortunate injury. Like, so it just tells us that the state of affairs right now in La Liga is not as much as, because when you check even for all the players that Barcelona have bought, Rafinha comes from Leeds. Leeds are fighting for relegation. Similar this year, similar. They're also in a relegation battle. You check for Marcos Alonso. 
Juan Pedro Alonso is someone that people have actually even forgotten about. Andres Christensen and Chelsea deemed him not good enough to play. You know, so these are the marquee signings. You know, Hector Bellerin. Bellerin hasn't played for Arsenal, I think, in the last two or three years. I'm not sure. So you see, like, these are the players that Barcelona are marquee signings for Barcelona, you know, a team like Barcelona. So obviously, you're expecting, like, if Marcos Alonso is the marquee signing for Barcelona, if uh, Hector Bellerin are the marquee signings for Barcelona, it says a lot about, you know, the state of affairs that La Liga is in right now. So to be honest, like, to answer your question, I think, other than real right now, like, I mean, a lot of people think there's a bias in there. Obviously, there's a bias, but to be honest, uh, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it doesn't look very, very, you know, interesting. It doesn't look very, very promising for La Liga teams right now. I will just, I think Real is the only team like that. I will, you know, beat hand to chest that, yeah, I'm sure they can do something. But because that's the thing, like, to be honest, like, you look at Inter Milan. Inter Milan aren't like, you know, world beaters. But they easily, you know, crushed Barcelona across two legs. Easily, you know. So that's the thing, like, just even forget about Bayern. But that's the thing, like, in Europe, to move ahead, you need to beat these guys, you know. Like, I mean, Atleti could not even beat Porto to save their European League season, you know. So that's the thing, like, you know, how Bruges went four games unbeaten, man. Four winning, four game winning streak in that in that group with uh, Atleti and you know and uh, Leverkusen. So it's 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 so sad actually, to be honest. It's so so really so sad. And yeah, you look at the teams, you know, like you see in the round of system, we have teams like Frank Frankfurt, Benfica, Frank, uh, sorry. Uh, Spurs, even, you know, to name a few. And you know that teams like Sevilla should be better like to, than teams like Spurs, you know. So, unfortunately, well, this is what it is, man. Like, uh, right now, unless something happens across, uh, across you know, the January window or the next summer, I am not very optimistic for La Liga, you know, in Europe, to be honest. Well, yeah, it is a sad state of things. Let's just hope something changes. So, uh, there are a new... Uh, at least a few World Cup stars because there are a lot of uh, African teams who have uh, players playing in La Liga. And uh, let's just hope, you know, some of them light the World Cup on fire and things turn out to be better for La Liga. Uh, but let's uh, focus on this game and come back to our predictions. Uh, so, like we mentioned, like this could be a slippery slope with Cadiz uh, having a few draws recently against us. Uh, so, are you going to predict a draw again, Doris? I say a 1-0 win. Nah, I can't <laughs> say that. I can't say that. We cannot keep a clean sheet, e even if we're playing against, you know, if 11 defenders. I don't no, think we'll I, even keep a... <laughs> I think if we play against an empty stadium, we're still going to find it, which is going on goal, I think. We just have to, you know, customarily. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm hoping for at least a 1-0, but it's probably, I don't know, a 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Yeah. Seems to be the like most diplomatic answer. Like, they're, like Of course, we are going to concede this game. Of course, Cadiz are going to cause problems. Like uh, The question is if it's going to be a draw or if it's going to be a win. And as Real Madrid fans, we're forced to say we're going to win. So, 2-1 is the most safest bet, I guess. Thought about about you. I'm gonna go a bit more bold. We're gonna keep a clean sheet and gonna have a riot four nil victory. Four nil. Oh wow. I, I mean, mean, I'm drawing I'm, them one one I'm and nil nil. Make my life better, man. I mean, it's been shit, man. The past the, uh, yesterday was really really garbage, man. Fuck. Yesterday was garbage, honestly. So I need something to just suit me better. I need something to make me, you know, release all this, ease all this stress and all this tension. I mean, a four nil comprehensive victory with a clean sheet for Tivo. I mean. There's nothing better, man. There's no better script out there. 
well, I hope that happens for us. Uh, however, like uh, I feel like we're still going to concede, but hopefully uh, we can shake off our, our sketchy form against Cadiz. And, you know, I'm going to predict a uh, 3-1 victory. And all of the goals are going to come in the first half itself. And second half, is just going to coast. And uh, the players who have to go off for the World Cup are just going to get, uh, you know, a bit of rest with uh, probably Vallejo and those guys coming in. I just want to see that. But, uh, because I don't like really see how we're not going to concede this game. That's also true. That's what yeah. All That's right. Uh, uh, do you guys have anything else to add? Uh, or we can, you know, shout out our... Yeah, uh, Sadeh, I, I said 1-0 win only because we, we haven't really scored against them in the last few games. Like, we only scored one goal against them like in the last few matches so yeah that's what that's why my answer was well, one nil but i changed it immediately so don't don't roast me <laughs> in the chat <laughs> well well yeah uh, even javier's in the uh, chat saying uh faro it's crazier than uh, his pred predictions but yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay my man i'm telling you man we need this we need this man you know yesterday it was pure garbage man we need we need a comprehensive victory man i think yeah it would be best man Cardis is 19. i know obviously like it doesn't you know uh, just the table standing doesn't tell the whole story but i mean we need this honestly we, we definitely need this we need that comprehensive victory man. hopefully yeah uh, well, yeah, uh, if uh, there's nothing else, uh, uh, yeah, even uh, Tino was said it's, he's got to go. It's been a really great show. And uh, he just said, uh, Doris, uh, sorry for all the compliments if you felt uncomfortable, but yeah, keep up the good work. Well, thank you for the compliments, at least. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for all who made it to the comment section who's been keeping us company for all the viewers. Uh, but uh, as long as you're here, like if you haven't subbed already, go give a subscribe and a like for Doris and Farooq as well. Um, also, uh, follow us on our Instagram and on our Twitter. All the links are down in the description below. Uh, do give a fo follow for our uh, supporters at uh, Real Madrid Committee. Their Instagram is also down below. And they have some really good Madrid stuff going on there. So yeah, check us out. Give us a subscribe. And uh, hala Madrid, guys. Hello, Madrid. What for? No Hala Madrid from you. I actually did Hala Madrid. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. All right. All right. Good night.